0: Welcome to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Yep, you're hearing background noise, and that is the auctioneer as they are selling heifers today at the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic. Wish we had some exciting bidding action going on for the uh, grain markets today. Still saw a bit of a struggle what was taking place in the corn market, the wheat market as well. The soybeans, well, they pretty much kept to themselves and stayed on the positive side. We're going to talk grains and livestock today with Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion Sue, as we start out looking at this, the beans really tried to hold it together on the trade today.
1: Well, they did. Um, Beans have had an inside range week. And they did close higher for the week, which was, you know, kind of nice. It'll set us up for next week to come swinging out of here. But uh, the beans did try to hold. You got option expiration. And and so this allowed a lot of calls that'll be exercised uh, to go you know, become futures contracts now on Monday morning. and uh, But then they also took all the put uh, strike money uh, worthless. So it's, it's going to be interesting because there was an awful good open interest in the 1370 and 1380 strikes. And, and so we kind of spent most of our day there. Now, come next week, the, you know, we're ending the month of crop insurance. And um, by ending the month of crop insurance, you know, we'll start to get a little more activity. You've got the weather forecast being watched very closely in Brazil. You'll get the crops harvested. It's just how slow the process is. And also the slower it is, the further delayed the the saffrina corn gets put in and makes it more susceptible when temperatures turn hotter and drier in the latter part of um, April into the first half of May when that crop is going to be pollinating. So, you know, the market is kind of right at the moment searching for something. You've had corn make it up to 574.5 here this month, and that's new highs. Um, That sets the stage that we'll see higher highs again, uh, probably after February. We'll come right away in March. Not so sure. I think the markets are focusing on acres. Uh, Farm selling has slowed up with all the cold weather. And so maybe with weather moderating, they think we'll start to see some farmer movement of cash grain again. But uh, we think breaking the corn market and the wheat falling back today sets us up nicely starting early next week for some cycle window timing.
0: You know, we've heard a lot uh, of discussion about, about South America and the struggles they've had with this crop. What are you hearing when it comes to the quality of the beans that are out there? Well... I think that, and I'm not sure I caught everything you said, but um,
1: I think that uh, when we look at uh, the South American crops, you know, the one thing we have to keep in mind, one, uh, it appears the earlier planted beans did not yield so well, and there's hope that the later planted beans, when they harvest them, will have done better, but what we're hearing is, is that the quality on the beans is down this year which ultimately is a spread out thing for demand or usage. It takes more of those beans to meet the uh, end result of what you want for product. And and then you look at how the commercial is pretty much owning most of the beans out of the U.S. Maybe it's estimated around they own 90 to 95 percent of the U.S. bean crop from last year. So those are out of the farmer's hands and still sets the stage to possibly – um Let the uh commercial come summer if he 's been utilizing all this crop all of a sudden you get into summer and there isn 't much to be had and uh we think basis levels could be pretty strong June and july the um, um in our minds, the tops are not in yet in this grain market, but the easy money is out of it and the and the the story's so well known now that it's it's not the, uh, it doesn't have near the sexiness it did have. So the markets are going to go into a limbo, talking about more acres in the U.S., harvesting in Brazil. Um, what would really be sweet is to see the stevedores go on strike in about April in Brazil, and that would really set the stage to slow their exports up and keep us going good, and then happen to ration because it doesn't appear like we're rationing. And uh, then the other thing is the dollar. dollar had a break in here which should be supported for export sales on wheat maybe help our corn but corn fell today because we fell back below a million bushels being a million metric tons being exported
0: and that was a little disappointing i think to the trade will this struggle continue for corn into next week well i think corn for this next week
1: um, I'm looking, first off, I'm, what I'm thinking is going to happen is that we slip down. Sunday night we come in here, maybe a hair lower, uh, because the weather's moderating and what have you. So maybe they're thinking it'll take a little less feed usage. Um, wheat, we'll see what, what the wheat crop looks more like. Because as you start to move into March, you're going to start breaking dormancy on this wheat. And um, and we'll get more of a clue as to what happened to the wheat in Texas and Oklahoma. Um and then we'll move on from there. I think, you know, wheat's like a weed. And if you didn't kill it this time around, you aren't ever going to kill it. And But you don't know the true uh, situation until it's fully out of dormancy and you see what's good and what isn't. And um, so I think this next week wheat will come in Sunday night, Monday. Maybe we come in a little bit lower. And all of a sudden, boom, we turn and we start moving out of here. If we do that, corn should turn, try to come back up as well. And then the beans could chatter. We could see both sides on Sunday night, Monday, where we take out today's lows. Turn around, and before you know it, if we start to take out this week's highs or the highs into this uh, weekend, you're going to be starting to push. That should give some power to the market and push us up. Lots and you're th- also going
0: to have the the USDA Ag Outlook uh, Forum done as well. Lots of things that we're going to continue to talk about. We'll talk Ag Outlook Forum and more when we come back. It's the Fontenelle final on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We are broadcasting from the Nebraska Cattlemen's Classic, so you're hearing a lot of chatter in the background, most of that coming from the auctioneers as they continue to sell heifers on the day. Sue Martin continues to join us. She is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. We left for break starting to talk about the Ag Outlook Forum that's underway. How much has it and how much will it have an influence, Sue, on these grain and livestock markets?
1: Well, I think that when we look at, um, uh, first off, the acres that were talked about on uh, Thursday, um, talking 92 million acres on corn, truthfully, that was even a million acres less than what many were expecting. And, yeah, it's... um, um basically, I think it's a friendly number, actually. And I think corn, if we can hold corn up in the levels it's at, you know, I think that we'll be looking at a situation that tries to continue to pull more corn acres. The, um, the acre shift, I think, comes out of um, hay, which we really have to be concerned about for feed usage or forage crops. And I, and especially with a dry forecast, I could see that occurring. And the other thing is it may come out of, uh, CRP land as well. And so that could add more acres in that we end up over 93 before it's all said and done. The, uh, carryout of a 1.552 billion bushel carryout, truthfully, that is a, um, you know, that's a carryout that's just going to continue, I think, to tighten this year. And, and it still may be overstated to some degree. I think that um, when we look ahead at um, uh, the corn, I think usage, here's another thing, is the ethanol demand pull. Now we've had ethanol, some plants taking downtime, because the um, if they had forward contracted their, their natural gas, it was so high priced, they could turn around, sell it back, and then just take downtime. And others, you know, that did move, well, who wanted to go out and start up an auger and move corn? So grain wasn't moving very well, and so plants weren't really operating to the full capacity. But now we get into March, and I think as we get into March, we're looking more at the driving season, and we'll see more and more, you know, you look at ethanol, it's gonna be more, um, ethanol blend is gonna be very competitive with uh, gasoline. And I think we're back to that, that spread or that, you know, which draws demand. So
0: I think ethanol is one number that's going to change as we go forward this year. Jump over to the livestock side, uh, the cattle. Could you see the boxed beef kind of peak this week on the cutouts? I, I think so. I think the uh, boxed beef is going to peak this week.
1: And we ended the week not so bad. You know, Feb cattle closed off today at 115.92. Cash was hovering anywhere from 113 to 115 in the north. It was 114, 115. So the cash market's kind of holding steady to maybe a little better. Um, but you know, we have, uh, now that we start to warm up, the feedlots are going to get a little sloppy if they have snow. If they don't, then they're going to be, and again, we go back to those wheat pastures. And what kind of shape they're in and the forecast by the Climate Prediction Center out of NOAA is calling for a really tough drought going on into April. That may cause these cattle, of course, as wheat pastures start to come out of dormancy, it's going to move those feeders anyway. But the feedlots, I would think after this week, the packer didn't have a lot of forward-contracted cattle they could draw on. And they're making such obscene money. You know, I think they were been up around $400 a head, profit. Well, come on. They need to share that a little bit, and I think the feedlots could get a little stubborn here. Cattle have lost weight, and this storm, while it may have backed up cattle, it also took the lives of calves. But, and we don't know how many yet, but as that storm backed up, cattle, these cattle were eaten like no other just to stay warm. They dropped weight. And unlike the Tyson fire where that hit in August and we had cattle backed up that were just continuing to eat and gain weight because they were already fat and happy. But we chewed through that with demand. Well, I think now the packer making so much money is gonna to wanna to process any animal he can get his hands on. Well he can keep those profit margins so so deep in the black. I would think now's the time for the feedlots to stand their
0: ground and expect more. Do we think this weather is going to have long-term effects on the trade, or is it mostly going to be nearby? I think it's going to have
1: long-term effects on the cattle because, one, you've had this huge drop in weight. Another thing, too, usually when cattle are stressed, they don't always come back and gain the weight real easily. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051, and you all have a great time at that... uh, cattle auction.
0: Well, definitely will. Just a reminder, folks, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss, and they're not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.